Welcome to Hot Copy Radio Theater. You are about to hear a cast of very talented voice performers recreate a long-lost episode of Hot Copy, an exciting audio drama about the wild adventures of a young woman newspaper reporter, which was broadcast on the NBC radio network between 1941 and 1944. This recreation is adapted from the original script. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy. It's time for... Hot Copy! The vivid drama behind the paragraphs of a daily newspaper column. Hot Copy is the absorbing story of a young newspaper woman, Anne Rogers, a clever, attractive girl with a nationally syndicated column, Second Glance, in which she covers many events, which other, less courageous reporters would be afraid to touch. Her stories, in the words of her adventurous profession, are always hot copy. Now, today's new and exciting episode, The Torch of Liberty, adapted from the original script as broadcast on radio, December 5th, 1943. Sprightly, I see a barn and a house. We must be getting back into civilization. Say, where do you get that stuff, Annie? Central City is a big town. It has a football stadium and an opera house and an aircraft factory. Really? Sure. Well, good. I suppose while we're here, I could get permission to visit the aircraft factory, interview the workers, get their reactions to the latest war news, ask about home front activities... There you are, always thinking about work. Annie, girlfriend, just relax for once in your life. All right, I'll try. Good. Now, as a matter of fact, honey lamb, I'm afraid I was bluffing a little when I told you that Central City was a thriving burg. Just between you and me, it's only a nice little small town. (laughs) Ah, the truth comes out. Well, yes, I didn't want you to think too poorly of Sprightly Pool's native village. Say, Sprightly, this hometown of yours, it's definitely not in the South. So tell me, how did you get that Southern drawl that I'm always hearing drip from your lips? The natural way, Sugar Plum. My mama and my daddy, they were born and raised in the South, but they moved North during the Depression because that's where the good-paying jobs were at. He heard they were hiring at the Ford plant, and he's been here in this town ever since. It's one of the quietest, easy-going places in the world. You'll find it very restful. You'll love my mama and daddy, and the people here are very nice, friendly folks. Golly, Annie, I can see him now, sauntering up and down Main Street. begun my Christmas shopping yet. There's all of Jack's family to buy for, and I always have a terrible time finding anything for his mother. 
She simply has everything, you know. Oh, excuse me, Ida. Let's stop in here for a minute. In here? You mean Schneider's Bakery? Why, yes. I want to get some coffee cake for tomorrow's breakfast. Well, you can go in there if you want, but I won't. What? But, Ida, I thought you always came to Schneider's. You always liked their cinnamon buns so much. That was before the war. I wouldn't deal with them now. They're Germans. The Schneiders? No. They were naturalized. Huh. As if that made any difference to... to Nazis. They're still Germans. And if you think I'd give them even one penny of my money, you just don't know what a good American I am. Those Nazis are absolutely inhuman. Why, just the other day I read that... But, Ida, I've bought cakes and pies from Schneider's for years. I just simply can't believe... Well, do what you like, dear. But I won't help support them. Why, they might even be saboteurs like the ones the FBI caught just the other day. You never know what they might be up to. No, indeed. I don't trust them. There goes Mrs. Wallace, Mama. She isn't coming in for her breakfast rolls. Is Mr. Wallace sick, maybe? I don't know, Papa. Maybe yes. But, Papa, she's with Mrs. Brent. And Mrs. Brent for a long time has not come to our store. Papa, what is wrong? Lately our business has got so bad. There are a lot of the ladies who do not come in like they used to. Then you have noticed too, Mama. Yes, of course. I hoped maybe you had not. I don't know what is wrong, unless it is because we are Germans. Germans? Oh, no, Papa. You can't mean that they suspect. I'm afraid they do, Mama. The Schulzes and the Schmitz, they have noticed it too, the way people act. They said at our last meeting that it was getting harder and harder to get along. But, Papa, our work... Yes, yes, I know. And if this continues, we will have to give it up. If only Gretchen were here to advise us, but we have not heard from her for so long. Papa, do you suppose she is all right? No word. All these months. Now, now, Mama, don't worry. In good time, we will hear from Gretchen again. Meanwhile, we must go on with our work, just, just as we have planned. David! Breakfast! David, everything is on the table. Hurry before it gets cold. Coming! Morning, Mrs. W. How's the light of my life this morning? Hey, who's been messing up my paper? Now, David. 
I just peeked at the society page. And guess who's in town? Santa Claus? Not for three weeks yet. <laughs> guess again. I'll give you a hint. It's somebody we know that used to live next door. Next door? You mean little Sprightly Pool? Well, it's Sprightly Pool, all right. But she's not little anymore. She's a grown-up woman. She and her boss came in on the night train. They're going to spend a few days with Sprightly's mom and dad. Her boss, eh? Say, that sounds... sinister. Oh, no, David. There's no hanky-panky. <laughs> Don't you remember? Sprightly has a woman boss. She's the secretary for that Anne Rogers. Anne Rogers? The one who writes that second glance column? Well, what do you know? I read her column every day. That girl has got some good horse sense. Hey, you should throw a tea party for them. Actually, I'm planning to. Or a bridge party. Or something. Sure. Well, let's have a bite of breakfast before... Hey, where are my cinnamon buns? Why... Why... I didn't get any, David. What? How come? Did they sell out? Well, no. I was out shopping, and I ran into Mrs. Brent. And she said she thinks the Schneiders are German sympathizers, and she won't deal with them anymore. She says she is not going to help support the Nazis. Nazis? Nonsense! Yes, the Schneiders were German immigrants, but good heavens! They've been citizens for years! And they've lived in this neighborhood for as long as I can remember. Furthermore, they make the best darn breakfast buns that I ever ate. Don't be foolish, dear. Just because Ida Brent goes off the deep end and thinks he's a Nazi spy or something. That's a beaut. <laughs> Imagine old Schneider, a spy. <laughs> well, Ida said she wouldn't be at all surprised if they were saboteurs or something. Like the ones who were caught last week. And they were innocent-looking shopkeepers, too, you know. Yes, yes, I know all that, but good grief. The Schneiders? Their children went to school with our kids. Like their daughter Gretchen, you mean? But now? Where is she, David? Gretchen? What? what? I don't know, but... That's just it. Nobody knows. She was supposed to be in training for something or other. And then, all of a sudden, she disappears. She's been gone for more than a year now, and they never mention her. You know, David, there might just be something funny about them after all. Miss Rogers, would you like another slice of toast? Thanks, Mrs. Poole. I will have one more, but only if you'll stop calling me Miss Rogers. Well, all right. Anne. <laughs> but it sure does seem strange to be calling a celebrity by her first name. Mama, cut it out. If you keep gushing at Anne, like you've been doing since we got here, her head is going to fill up so big, she'll have to buy all new hats. Oh, speaking of hats, that reminds me. You girls need to go get the best outfits you have. We've all been invited to a tea and bridge party this afternoon. 
Really? Yes, really. Oh, my. And it's being hosted by Mrs. Wallace from next door. Half the town will be there to meet you, Miss... Whoops. <laughs> Anne, <laughs> I do hope you don't mind. I hope they won't mind. But I'm sure it will be a lot of fun. You can't imagine how thrilled I am at meeting a real, live newspaper columnist, Miss Rogers. Oh, but really. No. What a wonderful life. All the glamour and the excitement. You ain't kidding, sister. Trying to meet a deadline without anything topped up. What did you say, Sprightly Darling? Nothing. Nothing at all. Oh. Well, Miss Rogers, what I mean is, you go places and do things. You've even caught spies. Your deal, Kitty. Speaking of spies, Ida Brent won't even go near the bakery anymore. I told David, but he just laughed at me. You never know, though. That's right. You have to be careful nowadays. It's the very people that you'd never suspect who make the best spies. Oh, but the Schneiders? That's ridiculous. Well, I've known them ever since I was little. Who are the Schneiders? A German couple who run a little bakery in town. They're peculiar people. Keep to themselves a lot. You know, that's odd. My son John was telling me just the other day that there's always a group of Germans that gather at the Schneiders at night. He sees them on his way home from the night shift. Really? Yes, I remember him telling me. Oh, there must be some reason for it. That reminds me, I haven't seen Gretchen or Otto since I've been home. Where? Gretchen is away. Nobody knows where. Otto works at the aircraft factory. And if you ask me, that is no place for a German to be working. Joe, you got those invoices ready? In a minute. Say, you know Otto Schneider, don't you? Yeah, sure. Works in engine mountains. Ever notice anything funny about him? Funny? Heck no. Otto is sober as a stick. I don't mean funny funny. I mean... Peculiar for I don't get it. Why? Well, I had lunch with Dave Wallace today. He was telling me about Otto's parents. Seems the people in their neighborhood are getting a little leery of this. Germans, you know. And they hold mysterious meetings late at night. 
while well, with Otto working in the airplane factory and all. Hmm. You say they hold meetings? Yeah. With other Germans. The Schultzes and the Schmitz. Bet the Walters are in on it, too. They're German. Sure. And the wine bombs. I'm telling you, we ought to have them investigated. They... What was that? What's going on? An explosion. Look, the main building. It's on fire. Glass is flying. Look out. Watch it. Keep away from those windows. I'll get it, Sprightly. Hello? Oh, Tom, thank heavens. You're all right? That explosion we heard. I was afraid you... It was? Oh, how awful. They did? Well, it's about time. Only this afternoon someone was saying... Well, all right, dear. We'll wait up for you. Mama, what is it? That was your father on the phone. Yes, I know, but that explosion we heard? We guessed right. The factory. No. Yes. And they think it's sabotage. Sabotage? Yes. Three were killed. Twenty more injured. Tom called because you're in town, Miss Rogers. He said if you want to see how American justice operates in a small town, you should get over to the Schneiders as soon as possible. Schneiders? But why? Because the citizens know who caused that explosion, and there's a posse on the way over there right this very moment. We will return to this gripping episode of Hot Copy in just a minute. But first, a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Melanie Rose. I'm a voice actor on That Love Podcast. Wow, that's a huge round of applause. I kind of have to say that I deserve it. I'm awesome. So why am I here? Where are my notes? Okay, found it. I just wanted to promote why you, the audience, should listen to our lovely podcast. One, we love romance. Actually, I don't. I'm more into noir films. But Two, we entertain. At least that's what's written on here. I'm still not sure. Three, we're funny. I am. I'm not too sure about the other actors. Four, um, I guess there isn't a fourth reason why you should listen. Ah, uh, you love me. There's a reason to listen to us. Or me, to be precise. Anyway, check out That Love Podcast and follow us. Hey. And now, back to Hot Copy. An explosion in the aircraft factory at Central City has roused the citizens of this small town to a fever pitch against the German residents. Now, a mob of outraged men is marching toward the home of old Papa Schneider. Dirty Nazi saboteurs. We'll show them they can't pull their tricks. Not in America. There's a lamppost for every single one of them. Hang them! Hang them high! 
Anne, this is awful. Those men in front? Yes, they look like madmen. Where are the police? They should stop these idiots. I suppose they're all at the factory. The fire's still blazing. The rescue squads are all busy there. Then we've got to do something to prevent a terrible crime. Yes, but what? I don't know. I wish... Sprightly, where's this Schneider's house? Where? Oh, about a mile from here. Then it will take these men a little while to get there. If we can get there first... Yes, of course. <gasps> hey, I know a shortcut. Good, then start the car. Let's get out of here. Yes, ma'am, what is it? Oh, Papa, that loud bang we heard. Yes, yes. An explosion at the factory. Explosion? It's an auto. I don't know, but Papa, as I was coming home, three little boys in the street... Yes, yes. They followed me, called me names. Called names? They, they called me a dirty Nazi. They ran after me, shouting. Everybody turned. They stared at me so funny, sort of mad-like. Dirty Nazi. I was afraid this would happen. Mama, Mama, we must move quickly. Yes, Papa? Get on the phone. Hurry, call the others. Get them here immediately. We must plan something right away. They're all here. Weinbaum, Schulz, Schmidt. Good. Look here, my friends. A most critical thing has happened today. You all heard the explosion at the airplane factory. Yeah, we heard it, Gunther. And Otto? We, we don't know yet. He will call us when he can, if if he can. But that is not what I called you about. It is Mama. Little boys ran after her today, called her a dirty Nazi. That is bad, Gunther. Very bad. We cannot go on with our work if the people suspect. Exactly. That is why we must make plans to convince them. Perhaps. Perhaps we should not meet for a while. No, no. We must not stop our meetings, no matter what they suspect. The meetings are too important to our country. We must go on. We must... What was that? Someone came in the door, Papa. I will go and see. Yeah? What is... Sprightly? Why, it is little sprightly pool. Mama Schneider, quick. Let us in the house. We need to talk to you. But no, Sprightly, you can't. We must, Mrs. Schneider. It's of vital importance. 
There's an angry mob. Oh! Mr. Weinbaum. Mr. Schmidt. Papa Schneider. What? What? What are you doing here, sprightly pool? And who is this woman? Why, I, I, um... I'm Ann Rogers, and I'll ask the same thing. Who are all of you, and what kind of a meeting is this? That is none of your business. Please, Heinrich, please. This is no time for anger or bad manners. Miss, Miss Rogers, these are friends of mine. We are simply gathered to discuss certain matters of concern to us. Papa Schneider, you're not what people are saying. Do you think so? Is that why you came here? To spy on us? As a matter of fact, we came for quite a different reason. We came to warn you. Warn? What do you mean? Yes, warn you that there's an angry mob heading to this house this very minute. A... a mob? I'm sorry to say, but yes. And if you don't believe me, just open that window and look outside. Heinrich, open the window. You hear it? She is right. It is men. A mob. Angry men. But, Papa, what are we going to do? I don't know. We must call the police. I'm afraid that won't help. The police are all busy at the factory. They are coming for us, Schneider. They are like crazy men. We must do something. Protect ourselves. Protect ourselves? But what? We have nothing. How do we defend ourselves with nothing? Wait a minute. You have nothing? No guns, rifles, grenades? No weapons? No. Why should we have... That's all I wanted to know. You are right about these folks, Sprightly. I thought so, but I wasn't 100% positive until this minute. But, but how are you going to stop that mob? They'll just break in here. There's another weapon, Sprightly. Huh? Yes, the one weapon that mobs are the most afraid of. What, you mean, you mean tear gas? Well, um, that's a great idea, but unless you have a few canisters hidden in your purse, we haven't got any. No, Sprightly. I do not mean anything like that. Don't tell me you've been working at a newspaper all this time without learning that the one thing mobs fear the most is a camera. Camera. Yes. <laughs> yes, of course. A camera? Miss, if it is a camera you want, a, a large one I have, it's a Graflex, a, a very good one. Fine. The bigger, the better. Go get it. And you, Mrs. Schneider, call the police immediately. They're coming closer, Sprightly. You're telling me. They're almost here. Here's the camera, miss. But it has no film. That doesn't matter. It will... Oh, no! Papa, our windows. They are throwing rocks at our windows. Come on. We've got to get out there. Out there? Have you lost your mind? No, I'm very sane. Come on, everyone! Someone get a rope! Look at them! 
It's the entire Nazi gang. Well, kids in the Bong Art Factory. Quiet, quiet, quiet. Oh, does she think she is? I never saw that one before. She must be the ringleader. Get her, too. No. She wants to say something. Let her talk. Well, go on. What have you got to say for yourself, sister? Only this. Break up and go to your homes peaceably. I've heard enough. Let's get them. Quiet, all of you. Quiet. All right. You in the front. Come a little closer. There. That's better. What's that thing in her hand? It's it's a camera. A camera. Hey, this is that, that newspaper woman. And there's Sprightly Pool. Sprightly Pool? What are you doing with that gang of Nazi spies? Shut up, you big lug. Let Annie talk. Come on. Come on. You big, brave heroes. Move up a little so I can get a shot of the snarls on your faces. Hey! Take that camera away from her! I'm leaving. I'm done with this. I don't want my picture printed in no newspaper. What's the matter? Turning your faces away? Why, I thought you'd be delighted to let the whole world see how brave you are. Put that camera down. What's a big idea? Why, nothing, my friend. Except that I want to plaster these pictures of a mob in action on every front page in America. What are you trying to do? Protect the Nazis who sabotaged our factory? No, I'm trying to protect the laws on which our democracy is based. You've got a grievance against these people? You're darn tootin' we have. All right, then. This is a free country. Speak up. You look as if you have good sense when your hair isn't must. What's the complaint? Listen, miss. Haven't you got ears? Didn't you hear that explosion a little while ago? Well, here's the gang that planned it. Yes? How do you know? Well, well, everybody said so. I see. I suppose if everybody said the moon was made of green cheese, you'd want to go nibble a bite of it? (laughs) It's no laughing matter, young lady. Three men were killed. Twenty injured. Ach, Papa. Our Otto. Shh, shh, Mama. Maybe he is all right. And how do you know that these people had anything to do with it? Well, everybody knows they're spies. They hold secret meetings two or three times every week at night. Suppose we find out about that. They're enemy aliens. It's against the law for enemy aliens to hold meetings. Enemy aliens? But we are not Germans. We are all Americans, just like you. We have our naturalization papers for many years. Oh, yeah? How about Schmidt? He's a German, too. Schmidt and I are from Germany, yes, but we are good Americans. We were not lucky enough to be born in this country. Instead, we chose it of our own free will to be our homeland. But what about those secret meetings? Yeah, those meetings. We did not mean for anyone to know. It was our secret pride that no one knew our little plan. What was your plan, Papa Schneider? It is a project we've been working on for many months now. All of us have done a part. We gather here twice, sometimes three times a week, to make gift boxes of food 
to give to the American soldier boys in the training camp. Boxes? Food? For the boys in camp? Schmidt here is a butcher. He brings with him sliced meats and cheeses. Walter has a sweet shop. He brings candy, chewing gum, and little tins of salted nuts. The women, the women make cookies. We put in buns and sweet rolls from my shop. There are always many left over these days. But together, we make up gift boxes for the boys who are training to fight for us, for freedom. Then, then you mean... In his delivery wagon, Schultz takes them at night to the camp. We make about ten or twelve each time we gather. It is it is not much, but it, it is a little. We have received letters. Would you, would you like to see them? No, no, that that won't be necessary. Mr. Schneider, we're so sorry. We... Please, it, it doesn't matter. Each of us hopes that someone will help his boys or girls wherever they are. Weinbaum has two sons away at sea. Uh, Schultz. Schultz has a son in Italy. Mama and I have a daughter, Gretchen, a nurse with the Navy. Took care of wounded men from the battlefields in the Pacific. Haven't heard from her for over a year. You don't know where she is. Well, I think I can put this camera away now. You can, miss. I hope you'll destroy those pictures, too. That's already taken care of. There was no film in the camera. We're all pretty much ashamed of ourselves, lady. Um, I guess we sort of flew off the handle. I, I think we should go now. No, there's one thing first. This broken window. I, I think we better... No, please. It, it, it is all right. No, Papa Schneider. It isn't all right. Here, Mike. Use my hat. I'll start it off with a five spot. And here's five more. There's mine. Here's a buck. Here, here. What's this crowd doing? What's this all about? Nothing, Officer O'Malley. So we called. Just a little misunderstanding. It's all straightened out now. Oh, good. When I seen the crowd in front of Pop Schneider's, I thought maybe they heard about Otto. Otto? What about Otto? He's not... Oh, oh. Now don't get excited, Mama Schneider. He's gonna be all right. A few days in the hospital, and he'll be as good as new. Hospital? Otto? Oh, Papa! Officer O'Malley, what happened to Otto? Cripes don't tell me he ain't heard. Why, Mama Schneider, your boy is a goddamned hero, that's what he is. Busted into that burning building and dragged out the darn fool that set the place on fire, dropping his cigarette in a fuel tank. Saved him and two other guys he did. The company got on the phone with the mayor, and Otto is going to get a civilian medal or something. Oh, my boy. Oh, 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 oh. yes. Oh, 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 oh. Annie. Yes, Sprightly? 
The mob is busting up. I think we should get out of here. And so ends a lovely little vacation. <laughs> Feel rested, Sprightly? Uh. Why, what's the matter? Annie, the next time I mention going to my nice, quiet little village for rest... Yes? Please, please, take me to the doctor and have my head examined. I can hardly wait to get back to the nice, gentle, traffic roar of the big city. <laughs> I feel the same way, Sprightly, but I did get what I wanted on this trip. Yeah? What? Material for a column against snap judgment and gossip. And do you know who I'm going to visit the minute we get home, Sprightly? I have no idea. So who? The one lady in America who never gossips, who trusts all Americans until they prove themselves unworthy of trust. Yeah? And who is that? She has no first or last name, Sprightly, but you'll see her standing in New York Harbor with an arm holding up for all the world to see the Torch of Liberty. Hello, everybody. On behalf of the cast and crew of Hot Copy Radio Theater, we're going to take a brief moment to wish all of our listeners a very Merry Christmas. We also want to express our gratitude for the fact that the size of our audience has grown with every episode. Yes, we actually have fans. It's just incredible. Thank you, everyone, for giving us your ears. And in return, we are going to give you a small gift of our own. Please enjoy the following short essay by Charles Dickens with some excellent advice in regard to the celebration of Christmas. Who can be insensible to the outpourings of good feeling and the honest interchange of affectionate attachment which abound at this season of the year? There seems a magic in the very name of Christmas. Petty jealousies and discords are forgotten. Social feelings are awakened. Kindly hearts that have yearned towards each other but have been withheld by false notions of pride and self-dignity are again reunited, and all is kindness and benevolence. Do not select the merriest of days for your doleful recollections, but draw your chair near the blazing fire. Fill your glass and send round the song. And if your room is smaller than it was a dozen years ago, or if your glass is filled with punch instead of sparkling wine, put a good face on the matter. Drink it and fill another, and sing the old songs that you used to sing, and thank God that it's no worse. Thank you for tuning in to Hot Copy Radio Theater. 
We truly hope that you enjoyed our recreation of The Torch of Liberty, a lost episode of the radio audio drama Hot Copy, originally broadcast on December 5th, 1943. Our cast on this episode featured Rhonda Sigler Ware as Ann Rogers, Samantha Thompson as Sprightly Poole, Aaron Summonsby as Martha Wallace, Christian Newhouse as David Wallace, Julie Hoverson as Mama Schneider, Jerry Kokich as Papa Schneider and Officer O'Malley, Chrissy Talon Sage as Mrs. Brent, Angelique Bone as Mrs. Poole, Miss Kit Karen as Kitty, Scott Barry as Joe, George Worrell as the Factory Manager, Frank Guglielmelli as Mr. Schmidt, Dan Ware as Mr. Weinbaum. In addition, the following voices were also heard on this episode. Jeff Richardson, Emily A. Cole, Ethan Horton, Duane Parker, John R. Worsley, Aaron Ratson, David Robbins, and, finally, yours truly, Logan Smith, as your announcer. This episode was adapted from the original script written by Nelson S. Bond. Hot Copy Radio Theater is produced and edited under the direction of Jim Goodluck. Now, if you like this show, please take a moment of your time and go to Apple Podcasts, also known as iTunes, then give a five-star rating and review for Hot Copy Radio Theater. Finally, if you would like to contact any of the voice actors from this episode, or... If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions in regard to this show, please send an email to hotcopyradiotheater at gmail.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter as at hotcopyradio. In addition, we have a Facebook page where you can make comments and give feedback. We invite you to tune in again on the 10th of each month for another thrilling presentation of Hot Copy Radio Theater. Thank <laughs> you.